Tax FM 107.2. It is a Wednesday evening and you are in the right place. You are tuned into the sex show currently. We're hanging out with you and I am not alone. I am joined by Jodell and James. Good evening. Hello. 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 Now, we are very excited. We've got a really, really packed show coming up for today. But first of all, I just want to check in. You know, I want to check in. It's good. It's the beginning of November. Let's sort of be honest about where we're at at the moment. Exams. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Exams and the stress of it and how that's impacting, you know, our relational lives at the moment. Our? Our. What relationship? What relational <laughs> life are you talking about? I think I'm in a long-term committed relationship with my degree. Uh, okay, that's, point. that's very fair. Me personally... Um, I might as well not be taking my pants off even when I sleep or shower because, like, there's just no time, you know? I didn't even have time to shave my feet. Now, like, how am I going to go and get bumped? Your feet are hairy. Dude, every man's feet are hairy. (laughs) But you shave your feet? Yeah, obviously. I've got to groom myself. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Um, Quite frankly, I don't know what my exam timetable is currently looking like. I don't know when I'm starting exams. I don't know when I'm writing. So I'm kind of just living in a bubble of happiness and I will ruin it real soon. But just not right now because I'm quite happy. So once you figure out the timetable, are you going to be able to slot in some uh, some study breaks, you know, for some special Jodel studying. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. I'm really not. Um, yeah, I'm not people though, but like, you know, the regular degulars. The regular degulars. Oh, okay. Well, we hope that you are also coping well with this exam stress. And if you're not, don't stress. The next hour, we're talking all things sex. And I think that's enough of a distraction for you. Coming up, we are talking about the fact that lonely people take longer, hotter showers. We're going to have your naughty thought. We're talking about imaginary relationships and a bunch of other stuff, including asking for a friend and hit or miss. Do not go anywhere. No, lonely people. People take longer. Okay, so who? Somebody needs to be the not lonely one for today. I'm definitely lonely. I'm not lonely. Great. Thank you, Jodel. So you can come attack me and James. I let you take five minutes. (laughs) Just me then. Okay. No, it's us because you're part of the problem. Okay, wait. We can say this on air. What problem? Hold on. What problem? (laughs) Let's act. Brother. Brother. From a different brother. Hi, boy. Am I reading this fact? The time you spend in the shower can determine... Oh, yeah. Jodel, we're, we're, we're recording, Okay, bro. can you just... I'm going to punch you in the face. Okay. Tax FM 107.2. You are currently tuned into the sex show. And I came across an interesting fact. And I could not believe it because this is not me. And I didn't know that people are like this. But anyway, it says here that the time you spend in the shower can determine how lonely you are. Lonely people take longer and hotter showers because it can replace the warmth they lack in socially or emotionally. Can I just say, I feel personally attacked by that statement. This is so depressing. It is ringing true way too hard This is you. This is me, Jodam. You literally need a shower to replace the warmth that you lack in life. Well, I don't know if I sort of step in the shower to be like, oh yeah, I don't have a mat and so this is why I'm taking a hot shower now. No, I don't think I consciously sort of see that. But I will say that when I do take a shower, my thoughts do wonder a lot about all of the would-be romances in my life and how, you know, there is nobody else. And it, it happens when you're lonely. It just it happens. Yeah, I just sit in there and I like, I fantasize 
I just stand in the shower and I stare at a wall. Mm-mm. And I've always got music as well. So I've got a little soundtrack as well. And my mind just like, I just let my mind wander. But then would you say that you're lonely so you take longer showers? Mm, I, I wouldn't say I consciously take longer showers because I'm lonely. But maybe I might be taking longer showers because I act consciously. Just not mm. knowing it, you know. I think it is more of a subconscious thing. People don't step in the shower. No, exactly. And then say, yeah, like you said, oh my gosh, this is so nice. It's like someone's hugging me. I think it is a subconscious Wait, how long thing. are you guys in showers? Because my showers are literally five minutes long. <gasps> five minutes. I literally <laughs> get oh my in days. and out because I just need to, like. That's like, what that smell is in studio. No, please oh. <laughs> No, but genuinely, I just, the, I can't handle all this heat and like I'm getting wrinkly and I just like, it's just not a nice she's getting shower. the heat elsewhere she doesn't need the heat at the shower oh hotel yeah <laughs> actually yes but um i just i'm not a lonely person i guess socially and um what does it also say emotionally i'm doing good well to answer your question i think my shower showers average from about maybe 10 to 20 minutes in total and sometimes that's not even when i need to wash my hair or anything that's just me you know Standing there staring at the wall, as James said. Yeah, I my showers can range from anywhere from like 15 minutes to maybe 40. What? For yeah. James? Yeah, upwards of like 45 maybe actually, depending on what I need to do in the shower as well. What I need are you to, supposed to be doing in the shower? Well, sometimes I need like shampoo, condition, wash, exfoliate, wash my face as well, shave my body, my arms, my legs, obviously my feet, like I said earlier. So it's a process as well, you know. I've got I've to deep clean my body. And I guess while I'm in there as well, I also do let my mind wander. So I think it's a byproduct of both of those things that I do take long in the shower because I take long to wash myself. But maybe I am also subconsciously lonely. Oh, well, then in that case, you're more lonely than me because you're, you're like Max's double line. So that makes me feel a little bit better. Damn. Well, lonely or not, you're actually doing a disservice to the planet. So we, you we are wasting water. Yeah. We are Take five minutes showers, five to eight minutes, and do better, please. Well, so actually, let me just say to defend myself, my family uses a grey water system. So, oh. Yeah. oh, okay. Thank yeah. you, Anyway, we have our naughty thought coming up right after this. Tax FM 107.2. This is the sex show, of course. And we're getting into your naughty thought for the night. And your naughty thought for the night, it is, it's more of a tradition. It's something that comes around every year in the month of November. You probably already know what I'm talking about. Of course, this is No Nut November. And, you know, we had a bet, right? Amongst ourselves, we had a bet that we would do it. And I'm still going strong. Kirsten is obviously still going strong. I've been going strong for years, man. Jodell lost by the second day. I genuinely forgot that we were doing No Not November. Like, I literally forgot it was even a conversation. We but had I already... the conversation on the Tuesday. Which was... And you lost by the Wednesday morning. The Wednesday, the 2nd of November, you had already nutted. Hey, no, I nutted on the first of November. Oh, so that <laughs> same evening we had the chat. You know what? I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. See, I'm still going strong. I'm a soldier. And actually, I was thinking because, you know, I felt like almost a change in my attitude. Like every month when I tried, I'm lying. I've failed every month up until this month. Um, uh-huh. As in every past November. Okay. I've never made a pass like the third day. But this November, you know, I'm actually trying it out because I've heard that there are actually benefits to semen retention, as they call it. So not nutting. There are certain benefits. Uh, Apparently your skin clears up, Mm. which is very nice. Uh, But also, you know, just reduced stress. 
improved motivation, improved confidence. Imagine me with more confidence. I think that <laughs> we wouldn't would be, be able to handle to it, James. More energy, more happiness, and better relationships. Okay. This all from just not orgasming. Not yeah. But now I thought that you know there's that, that whole dis- discourse now. Look at me using big words. That whole discourse around you know pleasure is good for your well being and you should you know prioritize it to aid your body. Is that not? Well, I mean, that probably, that is a thing. I think it also like varies from person to person yeah, because it also enough. depends on like your 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 needs and your wants, and you know if you're even able to stop. Yeah, um, and how frequently you actually like give yourself pleasure? Because like sometimes, I feel like if you do anything too much, it like not becomes it, a problem, but then also I it also don't loses think it's a like special like factor. Yes, but also the thing about like orgasming or even like like masturbating when you do orgasm or when you do climax i think like there's also like a certain amount of chemicals that are released in your body that you know makes you feel happier but mm. obviously after all of these chemicals are released you're going to have a low after that yeah so i think it does also like it makes your mood go up and down so maybe if you're retaining all of that and you aren't necessarily ejaculating or you know I don't know how to put this very nicely. I'm just going to say ejaculating. If you aren't ejaculating like every day, every second day, then it might, you know, stabilize your mood, you could say. Interesting. I mean, like you were saying, Jodel, actually, is that you're almost using masturbation or something as a crutch um, and you're you're doing it just because you're addicted to it and not necessarily because you're doing it for your own pleasure and for your own even relational health, then, yeah, it's probably not going to be a good thing. So, no, not November, just for my own clarity's sake, it's for guys, gals, non-binary pals, Everyone. everybody. Not So you don't have to have a nut tonight. Basically, tonight, like, not orgasm okay. is the main point of it. But we yeah. try again. Okay, who's, who's, who's we? Let's go. Who's I said I'm starting again. You know, everyone can start okay. on a clean slate. No, you can't. It's try again next year, babe. No, no, Everyone no. can start on a clean slate. And I'm starting today. Okay. <laughs> I think that defeats the whole purpose. But okay, Jodel. Okay, you know what? A girl can dream. A girl can dream. Coming up, we're chatting about imaginary relationships. <laughs> I relate. I feel so attacked <laughs> in today's show. I feel so attacked. We're going to get into that in a bit. Also, asking for a friend and hit or miss. Coming up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's, That's the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> nice, guys. That was good. That, that was, was like pitch perfect. Uh, That's um, direct from us to you, Bryson. Bryson, we can go now. He's going to say impatient. Was, uh-huh. Okay. It's hump day, so where else would you want to be? And I need to get something off my chest. Because, you know, I'm very single at the moment and being very single comes with a very, very large curse. Have you guys ever experienced, I'm asking James and Joe Donnell, have you ever experienced an imaginary relationship? Yeah. Like, uh, a, a, no, so like, you know this person, they're your crush, maybe they're even your friend or an ex or something. And you just fantasize about the relationship in your head and in your head, it's so vivid, but in real life, it's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Maybe the person doesn't even know that you have feelings for them. Kirsten, I grew up closeted in an all-boys school. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> experienced that. Yeah, I have to. Okay, wait, tell us your story because clearly you have something to say. And yeah, you're asking no. us to make yourself feel better right now. <laughs> I'm trying to hype myself up here because this was literally me last week. So this is what happened. Last week? Literally last week. Okay. Okay. So um, there's this guy. <laughs> Why do all these stories always start like this? There's this guy um, that I've had a crush on 
on for a, a little while, but I kind of decided in my head, like, mm, I don't think that it's really going to work out just because, I don't know, the age and stage that we're both at, I guess. And the other day, um, we were hanging out at my flat. We were just drinking coffee, having a fun time. And bearing in mind, up until this point, every time that I've seen this guy, I've just been like, oh, no, man, he's cute. Oh, no, man. Oh, no, man. I could see something with him. But then this day, we were hanging out at my flat, just in that conversation, I don't even know what he said, but he just said something and the vibes of the conversation. I just had this sudden, very real experience of knowing, actually, no, I could never date you. This imaginary relationship in my head, it needs to come to an end. And I can't say it was something specific he did. It just, right. So not me. When he left, I'm like, I put on the Olivia Rodrigo. I get out the tissue box. I'm there on the floor of my bedroom at like 11 p.m. at night crying about, I literally had a whole breakup session. I'm heartbroken as a result of an imaginary relationship that never happened. And actually, this guy will never know what's in my head. I relate to this so hard on (laughs) such a personal level. I get you. I get you. But not during exam season, babe. Yeah, no. Like, there's you know no where the danger you're gonna is. Catch me crying on my floor when I could be sitting at that desk saving the semester. But it's kind mm-hmm. of therapeutic in its own way, I guess. But I mean, have you ever experienced heartbreak to that level for something that was completely fantasy? Yeah, I think I have. Yeah. Chodel? I have not experienced heartbreak because I knew that like a relationship wasn't going to work out with the imaginary person I had mm-hmm. in my head. I just kind of like kept it pushing. I kind of replaced it with like another person. Yeah. But something I would want to admit though is that in high school, I used to like imagine myself being with like a couple of guys and like I would imagine like certain scenarios in my head and that's how I would fall myself, like get myself to fall asleep every single night. Oh. Yeah, I, okay. I used to do that as well. Also, I wouldn't say I experienced heartbreak oh, sure. over an imaginary relationship. You know, maybe it put a frown on my face, but I, I didn't like cry on the floor and listen to Olivia Rodriguez. Wait, were you full on like crying, like tears coming Fully, out of your eyes? Guys, I even made a Sad Girl Hours playlist like for that. It had Olivia Rodrigo wow. and James Bay all on it. And you know what the strange part is? Is that up until this moment, every time that I had seen this guy, it was as if I was treating him and holding him to the same standards as I would a boyfriend, even though I've never confessed ever in my life. So even though we're sort of just friends, I would, you know, he would say stuff and do stuff. And I would just think to myself, oh, no, not in my imaginary relationship, not in this world. But in real life, there's literally What are nothing. some of the things you're imagining in your head? Like, give me like a situation that you... I don't know. I just, you know, those campus relationships. I know we complained about campus relationships here, but I was always just like, no, man, if like, you know, we're on campus, I want to go like a walk, hold hands at the piazza, go get like an iced coffee or something, go. Kirsten, are you doing okay? I'm not. And that's why we need to talk about this and we'll get more into it in just a bit. Tax FM 107.2. This is your hump day right here on your naughty nights and your favorite frequency. This is the sex show, of course. And we're getting into a bit more of a somber chat right now. And, you know, off air, we were kind of all sitting there in silence, you know, tears in our eyes. And we're just thinking because we're chatting about imaginary relationships, right? And it's the kind of relationships where something or someone is so out of your reach that you know you're never going to get them. You know they're never going to actually be that person in your life. They're never going to fill that void in your life. I think you try to fill it, fill that void on your own by, you know, creating scenarios in your head and running that relationship through your head. And I mean, I've done it many times in the past. 
especially as like a guy at school, you know, it, it's kind of like there was no chance that I was ever going to actually, you know, get with this guy or that guy. So instead, you know, I'd run the relationship through my mind and it kind of helped me in situations because I'd run the relationship and then in due course, it would, you know, get tiring. It would get tiresome and boring. And then, you know, I'd get over them. But at the same time, you kind of like like taking time out of your life where you're just imagining this relationship and it's like you're chasing something that you'll never reach. It's chasing something that you'll never, ever catch. And you know it. That's why you're just keeping it in your head and you're not actually reaching out to them. But you know what? I think, you know, what you're saying about how, yes, um, you know that they're out of reach. So like you, if if the, all things could work out, you would absolutely go for it. It's just them that's the problem. I've had a bit of a different experience in the sense that it's almost like, oh, this is going to get very deep now, but it's almost like I feel lonely and I don't feel worthy because I don't have a relationship. And so I create these imaginary scenarios in my head to almost replace that void mm. of loneliness. Damn. 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 <laughs> yeah, damn. Something like that. And the yeah. thing is, so with this particular guy that I was telling the story about earlier, I actually, now that I think about it, have had this crush slash imaginary relationship situation going in my mind for going on about three years now, which is longer than any actual real world relationship that I've ever had. And I think it's because you almost, you're always holding out hope that something could happen. So you're just thinking, oh no, maybe today's the day. Maybe this will happen today. And before you know it, you look back and you've been having this whole imaginary situation in your mind for three years and there's absolutely no real world experience. That's crazy. And I hope is honestly, as much as it, as it's a good thing, it can also be a dangerous thing. I came across like um, this quote um, from Brene Brown. It says that hope is not an emotion. It's a way of thinking or a cognitive process. And if you think about mm. it, it's so true because like you keep telling yourself like the same thing, the same thing over and over again. And I feel like maybe that's why you were also heartbroken is because that like you had ingrained this whole entire idea of like what you two can be. And then it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to be. And then like now you just like, you're heartbroken because in your head, this was an idea and now it's no longer an idea that could possibly happen. Exactly. And you just like honestly devastated because it is a devastating thing if you think about it. It was like a moment of hopelessness. Like in that moment, you just lost all the hope that you had for a relationship. And that can be like devastating to lose all of that hope for something so big, something that you wanted so much, and then for it to like all just fall away completely. Mm, and like just how powerful your mind is, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Like your mind will play tricks on you so it's much. It's actually really, really scary. And I mean, uh, I'm kind of in a situation right now. Oh, James. Where, yeah, so I never thought that this would be me, but it's kind of a bit of a long distance issue. Um, so I kind of may have or may be catching feelings for someone. Um, I saw them a while back, you know, we've gone on a couple dates, whatever, and I never thought that it would be anything serious. I never thought that I would catch feelings. And now all of a sudden I find myself giggling and kicking my feet in the air when they're messaging me. <laughs> and it is long distance. He goes to Stelly's, whatever. And the thing is, I find myself now in that situation where I'm like running these like mind and I'm like building up hope. And the issue with this hope is if you build up so much hope, it just makes the fall down so much worse. You're putting up so many blocks and then you're reaching the sky. And then when it all comes crashing down, you just have further to fall, you know? And I feel like I'm building myself up too high. It's like Icarus flying too close to the sun. Ooh, I feel like shapes. I'm going mm. way too far, you know, into the sky and I'm just going to come crashing down. And all for something that like, if this is what 
an imaginary heartbreak feels like or what you're going through right now, that turmoil in your mind feels like in an imaginary situation. Mm. I can't even imagine what a real oh, life heartbreak bad. is I, like. I can literally tell you, I literally feel like I've only come out of heartbreak like two minutes ago. Like literally. Because, not like literally, but like, like recently, I yes. just came out of like heartbreak. But it's the worst thing ever because you think you're fine and the next minute you're not. And like, yeah, I can't even begin to imagine what you went through, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> but now, James, I actually want to ask you, with this guy that you're talking about in studies or whatever, do you find yourself, because you're holding out hope for this relationship could one day work out and you guys could be together, minus the long distance thing and whatever, do you find yourself turning down other opportunities, other people because of it? Yeah. Because they're not and him. Sometimes, like, the very few chances, like, uh, the, the, the opportunities, the chances that I do end up taking, they're very few and very far in between. But when I do take them, I end up feeling guilty. And then I find myself thinking, oh. why am I feeling guilty? Like, this isn't a relationship that I'm trying to protect, but I do end up feeling guilty. Because you really do care and like the person, you know? Oh, and it's so stupid. I never thought I would be here. Oh. <laughs> I also never funny. thought you'd be here. It's so <laughs> funny. Of all three of us, I didn't think that James Wilson would be the one to, to hit this, this what roadblock. What is happening to me? Okay, well, hopefully one day you would, um, you know, secure the bag and... Um, you know, lock things and get into a relationship. I'm going to go get my tissues real quick. <laughs> okay, while Kirsten does that, we have Asking for a Friend coming up. Naughty Nights on Tax FM 107.2. This is the sex show, and we are currently going into a segment called Asking for a Friend, where you can send us a DM, you can email us, um, just go head over to our Instagram page at uh, taxfm underscore sex show, or you can email us, taxfmsexshow at gmail.com. And recently, Anonymous sent us a DM asking, how can someone get more comfortable with exploring their own body? Sure. This is so perfect for No Nut November. Well, I mean, yeah, now we're just encouraging the opposite of No Nut November. I encourage you to explore your body, okay? No Nut November or No 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 Nut November. <laughs> okay, so how have you done that? Explore my body. Yeah, like, have you gotten comfortable with it? Because surely there was a time uh, when you weren't comfortable. Oh, yes, there was. A, I think I used to like get very, very guilty um, often doing it because I was a girl and like it wasn't spoken enough because like males would like often just be very open about it in class be like yo I watched this video last night check this girl and her boobs and like it made me feel so like you know the mm. and us girls like I remember like whenever the boys used to talk about porn in school I would always want to join in on the conversation but I felt as if I couldn't because like it was very taboo but I just think that honestly with time and becoming comfortable and um you know, just learning and knowing that bodies were meant to do this. Because I always used to think there was something wrong with me when, like, I did climax. I was like, whoa, what is that explosion? But, um, yeah, just learning that it's very normal and it's very okay. And um, it's just part of the human experience. Um, made me sure. feel more comfortable. And also the more females I saw around me that I looked up to speak about it and, like, you know, be open. So, like, helped me. I think something very important here, which is mindset. You know, you can't in my opinion, you can't start exploring your physical body if you haven't got your mindset and your perspective on it right. And of course, yes, among women, among girls, there is this shame factor mm -hmm. of exploring your body. For me personally, I think actually just the kind of conversations that I was having with regards to religion and my own personal beliefs, it's almost just kind of prevented me from going and exploring that even further. And I think it's something that I'm still grappling with right now is whether this is 
okay or whether this is pure or something mm. to do. Um, but like you said, Jodel, that this is ultimately what the body was meant to do. And the body is an incredibly amazing thing that we are still trying to discover and learn new things about the human body in 2022, stuff that we still don't know. And so it's an amazing organism that should be respected, I think. I think mindset is so important in the sense of stigma. Mm. So a lot of people are scared to explore their body because of the stigma surrounding it. But also not even just exploring their body, exploring the body in specific ways. So like people won't try certain things because there's a stigma attached to it. I say, honestly, try everything and find out what you like. It doesn't matter like whether you think you should be doing it or not. If you like it, you like it. As long as it's legal, if you like it, <laughs> you like it. And, you know, don't worry about if people say, oh, guys shouldn't be doing this. Girls shouldn't be doing this. If you enjoy it, then do it. That's like, Don't worry about what other people are yes. saying or yeah enjoyment and that's like the entire thing about like pleasure and experiencing pleasure is the enjoyment that's like probably the best part and like the more you explore you'll see that like you would just touch yourself a certain way and you'd be like oh my goodness like i didn't know just by me doing this it would make me feel that good and it's okay to feel that good like fully embrace it i think and um change your mindset about you know the stigmas around you know certain things like masturbation sex etc and um yeah, don't hit, don't be afraid to explore and try different things. So yeah, mm. that would be my advice. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with both of you guys. And it's just about, you know, you got to go at your own pace, James. I think you mentioned that. And if you, you know, do start exploring and you are feeling incredibly shameful and incredibly guilty, then, you know, take that also as a valid experience, you know, because of the discourse around exploring your own body in our world, it's normal to feel that. And I think mm. just as we've said, go at your own pace and always make sure that you are feeling comfortable. If you are doing something, it should be for your enjoyment and your ultimate well-being. And don't, don't be afraid to have conversations with your friends because you'd be so surprised that you guys might have the same like kinks that you may like or like, you know, and they can teach you something that you didn't even know. And don't be afraid to have a conversation about it. Like we all experience it at some level. Even the most innocent ones that you think don't do anything. I was a child and now look at me on the sex, <laughs> on the sex show at Tax FM. Well, we are going to be wrapping it up real soon with Hit or Miss. Don't go anywhere. Tax FM 107.2. You're currently tuned into the sex show and we are going to be doing Hit or Miss. Do, 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 do. That's not even a thing. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, let me do that again. <laughs> okay. Tax FM 107.2. Let me, okay. Tax FM 107.2, it's Naughty Nights right here on Tax FM, and you're currently tuning into the sex show. It's time for Hit or Miss, okay? I recently came across this TikTok, and this interviewer, interviewee, interviewer? Interviewer, baby. Interviewer, just yeah. interviewing people, and she asked these two friends, what message would you guys like to give to your ex? And the one friend was like, well, he's dating my ex, and I was just <laughs> like... Never. Your never, friend never. is worth your ex. Like, I, I, mm -mm. and that's mm -mm. my thing. Okay, so now my question comes down to this. Well, not question, but statement. Hit or miss. Okay, dating your friend's ex, hit you with it or miss you with it. See, my whole chat is it's very rare for somebody to be completely over their ex. Like, there's always some form of baggage. Now you're telling me, let's say Jodel, I have an ex, you start dating him. I've still got baggage about that. And then I'm seeing you going around with them. 
That, then, that would hit. But also, very I'm coming hard. to you on a regular. I'm like, oh my gosh, James, look what he's done for me today. And look then I'll be like, went. oh my gosh, you never did that for me. Exactly. Oh, like, oh, look where he took me today. Oh, that's where we went for our first date. And It'll feel like we're competing. Actually. Exactly. But also, it's just like, no. Like, literally, if any of my friends were to date my ex, I'm like taking them both out of my life. Well, the, my ex is already out, but like, I'm taking my friend out yeah, as well. Agreed. No. My no. thing is, is it not when you're in a relationship, obviously. So you're in a relationship, right? They're not your ex yet. You tell your friends about that relationship, right? And you say all the things that you like, but also all the things that you don't like. And you complain about them because what else are friends for than to complain about your partner when they do something wrong? And so now if you break up with that person and then that partner goes and dates a friend of yours who you were complaining about everything that's wrong with them with... Mm. That friend definitely had a thing for your man while you guys were dating. That's also Ain't my no chat because feelings don't jump out of nowhere. Exactly. I was about to say feelings don't jump out of nowhere. They must have liked them beforehand, and then they've been thinking about it. Also, it depends on the time limit as well. Because what happens if you break up and then two months later they get together? They were doing stuff beforehand. I'm telling you now. That is so underhanded. Also, I feel like usually when you break up, especially if it's a big breakup. You go to your friends, you know, you tell them, you know, your problems, you cry to them, whatever. You tell me I'm feeling like this. I'm just feeling really sad. I'm heartbroken, right? Now imagine you're coming to me telling me you're heartbroken and mm. I'm patting you on the back and then I'm turning around and I'm going and I'm talking to the person who broke your heart. Yeah, I, I feel like it's very messed up. But listen, okay, if my friend, any of my friends had to come to me and tell me they want to date my ex, okay, I would never, ever, ever stop them from doing it, ever, okay? But personally, I wouldn't go date any of my friend's exes. Just mm. wouldn't sit right with me. Honestly, I think I yeah. just would I think just stay away from it. So I'm hearing a miss from James. I'm hearing a miss from Jodell. Yeah. 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 I have to be honest, okay, I'm 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 also gonna miss it, but I have to provide it with this. Mm. I have been that person before where I have developed I wouldn't even say crushes, I'd say interest. In an ex's friend, like after the relationship is over, and I go, he's actually really nice, he's actually really cute, or whatever. But I stopped myself because I was like, exactly that, what you were saying, James. There's too much baggage, it's too messy, I'm probably just still not over my ex, and that's why I want to go to his friend, you know, that kind of vibe. So I won't say that I've never considered it because I have, but I think ultimately it's a miss for me as well. Yeah, don't date your friend's exes, and if you do truly find love with them, I have nothing to I say. I think if you, if you do, that's like a one in a million kind of situation. Also, I, then love each other somewhere else. Oh, Don't wait. do it in my Actually, space. sorry. Before we go, like, uh, this is... Okay, but like, there have been instances where people have genuinely found love with their friend's exes. My friend's... One of my friend's friends um, had um, his friend cheated her best... No, her ex cheated on her with her best friend. And four years later, they're still in a relationship. So, like... See, I that's guess very sometimes nice. it can work. That's very nice and all, but like, it's so messed do it somewhere up. Else. And how do many friendships else. are you gonna wreck in the process of getting that one yeah. relationship? Yeah, just a miss. Just don't do it's it. It's a big miss. Yeah, don't date your friend's ex. You know, don't yeah. do it. But anyway, that's where we're gonna leave things off on the sex show. We will be back again next week, same time, same place. But for now, goodbye.